Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers, in fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Gemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello. Welcome to a new episode of Ten Backward. This one starts with a bit of an apology. This episode was in fact recorded about a year and a half ago and due to some technical hiccups I thought it was lost. Lost forever, but it isn't. And I've managed to recover the episode, which I'm very happy about as it was a very special episode. Uh, this was a part of a short series that I did where I wanted to try a little idea out of finding some good stuff in episodes that are widely considered bad. So I had some guests on doing a few of these and my final guest for um, a weekend of doing these particular topic episodes was the awesome Johnny Staggs. So I was particularly disappointed to, feel, to find that I thought this was lost forever in some sort of technical black hole. I'm so happy that I've been able to retrieve it, um, but do bear in mind that this episode was carried out in sort of late 2019, so a couple of things we'd say might be might sound a little bit out of date now. I'm talking about uh, Destin going to a destination Star Trek, which obviously has not happened. Well, it did happen, but now, you know, it's all gone It's all gone crazy since then, hasn't it? Um, and of course, Johnny's Twitter address he gives at the end is now incorrect. So please be aware that you need to follow him on Trekkie Mickey on Twitter. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy the episode. Joining me this time, I have got Johnny Staggs. Hi, Johnny. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Rick. I appreciate you having me on. Our absolute pleasure. We've wanted to get you on to 10 Backwards before and uh, haven't been able to work it out so far, but I'm so happy you could join us for this one because um, um, we are going to be discussing the original series episode, The Alternative Factor. Um, this is kind of a, well, it's considered one of the least popular. If you look on the Internet Movie Database... It is rated 5.8, which is the lowest rating of the first series of the original of any episode. Most of them are sort of in the sevens and eights quite um, steadily. And if you're on the Trek Ranks website, out of 80 episodes of the original series, the alternative factor is number 79. Yes. Wow. I didn't realize it was that low. And for the first season to be such a overall just a great home run of a season for you know for one of the least popular to be you would think it would be a season three episode with the well yeah um I mean, generally the first series of star trek it is all excellent episodes so uh, it's i think it's considered a rare dud in that series um but kind of why is it considered a dud what's um what what the actual problems people have with it? I think rewatching it, the biggest thing is it's just a confusing episode. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. What was that? What my instruments read is totally unbelievable, Kevin. Twice for a split second each time, everything within range of our instruments seemed on the verge of winking out. I want facts, not poetry. I have given you the facts, Captain. The entire magnetic field in this solar system simply blinked. Um, characters just do things that don't seem in their right. It, does it do what you would think they should do? Mm, yeah. You know, just for an example, when Lazar goes on the bridge and starts threatening, 
you know, no one arrests him. There's no security around. He just gets to leave, you know. So it's like <laughs> I, I I had a just just for an example today, I had a friend reach out to me that's on Twitter and he knows, hey, I've got I've been banned for 12 hours because I use throw punch in a tweet. <laughs> So, you know, there he was saying, I will get my revenge. You know, no one's going to stop me, but yet, you know, okay, bye. See you later. Yeah. Oh, no. But uh, yeah, Lazarus can just wander the corridors of the Enterprise, pull open a, um, a circuit box and start re- rewiring stuff. And then he causes um, half engineering to start sparking, going up in smoke. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty weird like why just right in the middle of a corridor do you have this access that's easily to do yeah it was like a slightly random place to put that very sensitive circuit i thought yes exactly um especially if you can if you're going to just let random people you don't really know and have encountered in fairly suspicious circumstances to just wander around yeah it looks like they'd have a few more security guards you know or security measures in place or just not let that be right at that area. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily have to put him in the brig, but I think you should definitely keep some security, keeping an eye on him. So uh, Earlier on, he just wanders into engineering and knocks out two people. Um, and everyone's a bit confused, like, oh, what, goodness me, what's happened? It's like, well, you let this guy wander around. So, Right, and obviously from the beginning, he was not the most stable of individuals. See, this this is one of the things that I really enjoy about the episode is um, the actor who plays Lazarus. He's clearly really loving playing Crazy Lazarus. He's having exactly. a wild time. <laughs> um, he's really going for it. He pr- he really pours it on. There's there's, there's no there's no um, restraint in that performance. Right. And one thing I love, and this ain't really about the performance, but the makeup, I have, I, I try to grow a beard and it's very spotty, mm. but mine is so good compared to Lazarus. And you know, that makes me feel more like a man that I can grow a beard <laughs> compared to the Lazarus beard. I know it gets very wispy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but- and on the star and the Star Trek compendium, it said that um, the actor, uh, let's see, Robert Brown, he was a last-minute replacement because he wasn't originally cast in that role. Oh, okay. That it was John Drew Barrymore, which I should have done some research to see if it's related. I guess that's Drew Barrymore's daddy, I think probably. it is, yes, yeah. Was scheduled, and there was even publicity materials that credit him in the role, and then um, he became unavailable, and, and that's when Robert Brown oh. stepped in. I did not know that. That's good. Yeah, my, the Star Trek compendium, 25, 28 years now of my cheat sheet for Star Trek. I know there's Memory Alpha and all this other stuff on online, but I still go back to my Star Trek compendium every time. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess um, back in the English days when you were watching Star Trek, if you wanted to look up details of some uh, check out and who his books were a godsend. No, uh, well, considering that he's kind of bought in at very last minute as a replacement, I think he does an easy job because uh, not only does he really well embody the unstable Lazarus, the, the change around when he comes out as the Lazarus, as Lazarus B, um, is incredible because he's, it, he's, he's just acting a completely different version of that guy so well. And it's very impressive. Yeah, I like it whenever you can have 
an actor play a door role like that. And it reminded me of, of kind of even Mirror Mirror when you see Evil Spock, you know, you get to see Leonard Nimoy play a different variant on the same character. Yeah. Yeah. So, because, um, uh, um, well, I th- one of the, the things I really enjoy about this episode is the, the whole alternative universe concept. Which uh, is is a, is a it's kind of very standard sci-fi trope now, but uh, this sort of very early appearance of the uh, of the idea of the parallel universes, um, and I think the scene where Kirk and Spock kind of figure it out is 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 a really awesome scene between the um, these two characters as they sort of basically stumble upon it and, and Spock Kirk's like figuring it out and Kirk Spock's there nodding going yep scientifically plausible yep that's a good point. I really enjoy that. I thought the way the two bounce off each other in that is a really good scene. And I thought it was a very well-directed scene with the close-ups, the acting. It was just, I, I was, I really enjoyed it a lot. So I totally agree with you on that. But I think you're right, because up to that point, it, it is confusing. And you're kind of like, what the hell is going on for so much of it? Um, and it starts to sort of fall into place a little bit. Um but it is late on in the episode, so if 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 um if you got to that point, you, you're obviously you're in it for the long haul. But uh, I can see maybe a lot of people would be like, I really have no idea what's going on with this. They're just chasing this mad guy around the halls all the time. What I have no idea. Yeah, and it, uh, does he have a wound? Does he not have a wound? Mm. And the first the teaser part before the opening credits was you know it kind of got you interested you know because you know like oh we got a mystery going on here what's you know what could be happening here so that's one thing i love the the opening um teaser of of the episode yeah i thought the uh, the mystery aspect of the story is played really really well it opens up and what is going on um i don't know if it maybe loses people is it sort of as they get into it and it's that it takes a while to really progress once they find Lazarus, I think they, you, you don't like you're working much out for some time, uh, so that might maybe what turns some people off. But uh... right, even the com- oh, sorry, even the compendium talks about how the episode's footage is very repetitive, and it just you know it's Lazarus falling off a cliff, acquiring b- bloody facial wounds, and then goes wandering off by himself, just and then repeat. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, they do like that um, little stuffy overlay. Is the uh, every time that uh, weird wing out thing happens. So, because uh, that comes up quite a few times in the end, doesn't it? It's, uh, but yeah, because um, I think I, I when I rewatched it for this, I watched it in some time. Like I knew the general, obviously I knew um, how it will turn out, and I saw, so I was kind of watching it for each occurrence and how we switch Lazarus. And it's it's kind of even when you know it's it's still hard to track a little bit when you switch in between Lazaruses. Uh, yeah, and even the companion mentioned that the editing was not done very well, so mm. that you could tell. So, um, but I did love the scene where Kirk and Bones run into Lazarus, and mm. Bones was like, "That head wound yeah. had just totally healed," and then they find him, and it was still there. And Kirk's like, "Yeah, my doctor's playing a joke on me." Or Kirk is like, "Yeah, but I, I don't listen." You know, Kirk didn't even think once that he was telling that you know at that point like it could be possible yeah yeah the quite good as well um mccoy is very laid back 
um, compared to a very tense Kirk in this episode. And he does have one of my favorite lines where he was talking about he's just a country boy, being from the South myself. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. Not even a bruise. It was like he had never been injured. Where is he? I don't know, Jim. This is a big ship. I'm just a country doctor. How he described himself, just a country boy. I understand that. <laughs> um, also, interestingly, there's, there's a fairly heavy engineering thing with the dilithium crystals, but Scotty yeah, is I not in this that, episode. Um, yeah, this was um, the second episode I've watched lately without Scotty, and I didn't realize that I figured I thought Scotty was in basically every episode, but this is two in the last couple of weeks that I've really, for a podcast, watched, and there was no Scotty. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of almost a little bit jarring because obviously they're going after the lithium crystals. There's a there's an engine issue if they can't recover them. Um, and you've got this completely different lieutenant basically doing Scotty's job. And you're just like, Where, where's Scotty? What's going on? So uh, that's kind of, I don't know if maybe that's a little bit jarring as well. But uh, but one thing I did want to say about this, it was nice to see different crew members. It is, yes. It's nice to have a little bit of variety. You know, doing different jobs. Um, that was a, one of my big positives was that they gave, you know, they had more people in power more and i know it's just me being from the south but to have the black female engineering woman having to call up to uhura i thought that was a nice for the 60s mm. a nice scene I, I you know that you know we had two women yes black women in power yeah. you know i thought that was awesome because um, she, she, um, I think there's a point where um, a a guy comes into the mess hall, um, and he he says he says to her, "Is that an order?" And it's quite clear that she is a superior officer to her, right. to him. And I thought, fantastic, that's really good because that's a that's a really positive portrayal at that point. Because uh, there would have been a lot of areas um, wouldn't have conceived of even having a woman in a superior. Uh, um, position in the command structure let alone a woman of color so here it right. there it is it's just there and it's great yep. hi hi coffee is that an order lieutenant <laughs> i know what you mean reamplification finished on the dilithium crystals yeah ready and waiting yes i wish we could have seen a lot more of, mm. of her that character even you know yeah i've kind of come out of it thinking so i don't think we ever see her again it's like who was she then so what's her she seems to be running engineering in Scotty's absence, even though she's in a blue uniform. So I was just kind of curious as to what's right. her, what her story is, really. I think there's well, a spin-off idea. I'm sure, I'm sure that um, somewhere, someone somewhere must have featured her in a novel. So, uh, That's a good... Uh, that, I mean, for real, I mean, that would be something to really look into mm. and why she's in... You know, like you said, she's in that blue uniform... Um, you know, that's one thing that I noticed as well was, you know, she wasn't in red, she wasn't blue, and but yeah. okay. um, any other highlights of the episode for you? Well, we talked about the acting, and I, I could say I just thought the acting, you know, with our main cast that we had was was pretty good. Location, I mean, you can tell that they filmed on location, so 
that's always a nice pleasure to see. So I know I know they went yeah. there a lot, but I just really like I like seeing them off off the Enterprise mm-hmm. and it not be a red sky that looks like you're on a soundstage, you know. I mean, that's just nice. Even though I love the red skies and the different skies in Star Trek, because that just made it something about the original Star Trek that made yeah. it seem so mm-hmm. alien. Whereas I know the more, you know, the newer Star Treks, you know, they got to go on location more often and it wasn't those unique looking skylines and everything. But it's, it's just nice to see with, especially with the original series, because they filmed in high definition and they really, you know, you got to really see the detail in, in these locations they went to. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I really enjoyed Lazarus's ship as well. Yeah, that was a nice looking, I mean, a cool it's, little design. Um, I mean, it, it looks like George Jetson's little uh, car that he used to go around in the Jetsons. <laughs> when you rewatch this episode, did you watch it with the new with the special new. effects or classic? Yeah. I watched it with the new as well. Um, I, I, I kind of wish I got had the time to watch it with both because whenever it was doing the two Lazaruses together, something about it reminded me of the old 60s Batman when it was between scenes and the Batman logo would be because it would be that spinning brown looking thing. It reminded me of that every time. <laughs> Yes, it was a bit like that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's no bad thing. It's, uh, but I think I think that's thing. But it was a good effect. It, it worked. By the time you realise, you get understanding yeah. sort of the subspace tunnel. That effect comes out very nicely. Um, but yeah, even the spinning thing it totally was sixties Batman. So we we've got the sixties Batman spinning. We've got George Jetson's car. Um, we're pulling yeah, in every some time I watch now, I think of George Jetson. Uh, now. This episode, you, you're going to have that stuck in my head. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh dear. All right. Okay. Um, I think we've covered most of the main bits. Is there anything else you I just uh, say that even though the episode? episode's not edited together that great and there's some like I say the motivation of the characters are kind of off. It's not a boring episode at all. It's very well paced at least. You know, it the fifty minutes went by mm. pretty quick, so I mean you've gotta give credit for that because you know, there's some Star Trek episodes and I know there's fans of them, but I'm not real big on the Voyager Fairhaven episodes. To me, they're kind of boring. They're slow-paced. And I'd rather have a confusing story like this than to watch the Fairhaven episodes. And I know I'm in, I'm not, I know there's their fans, and I'm not trying to say that people shouldn't like them, but they're not my favorite Star Treks. I'll I'll be honest. Um, Well, I'm hoping, depending on the reaction to these episodes, um, that I could make a regular new podcast where we examine less popular episodes and find the good in them. Someone is going to have to come to me with a very strong case to make me do a Fairhaven one because I really don't enjoy those episodes. Uh, so there's, there's, there's at least two of us that don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, although um, we were talking before recording about um, me going to Destination Star Trek next month, they have actually got the barman from from Fairhaven there as a guest. Okay, are you you're going to go 
get that autograph and picture. Um, he's right? not on my list, if I'm honest. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that's currently I've not put him on my list. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really get on with those episodes. But you know, as you say, some people enjoy them, and I'm more than happy to uh, engage with someone who wants to t- wants to wax lyrical on the joys of Fairhaven if if such a person exists. <laughs> I'm, and I know I've seen people who say that on Twitter that they've liked them. So it's always like, <laughs> wow, you know. Of course, I can't make fun of anyone for liking anything bad because I love the 1998 Avengers movie with Uma Thurman oh. and Ray Fiennes. And I know it's not a great movie, but I love it. I can watch that movie all the oh, time. Fantastic. It's not one it. I've ever watched, I don't think. It's, uh, uh. Well, you may think of it differently because the Avengers is a English, you know, treasure well, you know it, it's like you know it, it didn't really resonate in america like it did like let's say doctor who even though you know doctor who's not mainstream over here but it does it did resonate over here mm. there's some you know a lot of whovians over here and i know there's people who love the avengers but you don't see the huge love of the 60s and 70s avengers like you would do doctor who over here so to me, the movie, because I'd never even heard of the Avengers, I, I just I loved it. and I just thought it was fun. And watching it, I thought, this movie is flawed as can be. And kind of like the alternative factor, it's very badly edited. The plot doesn't make any sense, but it's just an enjoyable ride. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of the, the thing, even if you want to pick the holes in it, if you've enjoyed watching it. Uh, I mean, my own my own guilty pleasure is the um, the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie. I know that movie's got so many problems, but I love it. I can watch that no end of times. And I just sort of, I can just ignore all the issues and just really enjoy the imagery and the world a little bit, even though no one else, right. <laughs> no, no one else seems to. I took my nephew to so. see that movie and my wife was with us. He picked it out, but my wife, when it was over, she did not like it at all, and she said, you owe me for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought you were going to say you took your nephew, and he's still not talking to you. No, no, he enjoyed it. He was, see here, that came out in 2000. He was 10 at the time, so that was perfect (laughs) for a 10-year-old at the time. So he enjoyed it. But Ryan Reynolds and Taika Watiki, I hope I got that right, went on to bigger bigger and better superhero Well, yeah, yeah. He's enjoying a lot of superhero success with Deadpool. So uh, I think think the idea of the, um, if ever having that Green Lantern sequel, I'm going to have to give up on it, but... uh... Uh, I understand. I still, I'm still waiting for a Scorpion King sequel with The Rock. <laughs> I didn't care for the first movie, but I always thought there should be a sequel that could, you know, improve on the mm. original. So, but I'm, I, I give I'm surprised up he's not made one. He makes about eighty-seven movies a month now, doesn't he? I know he need, and you know he's considered the franchise, you know, live. You know, he brings life to a franchise. You know, he brings bring life back to his own franchise, his first big one. 
but now they've already rebooted the mummy and it flopped. So I don't know. I don't know what Universal's going to be uh, doing with that property now. Uh, right. Um, we feel a little bit off the alternative factor there. So um, that's, that's fine. Um, veering off is a fairly, pretty much a 10 backward staple. So, uh, um, but bring us on to topic. I think, have, I think we've pretty much covered everything we have to say about it, haven't we? I think so. Yeah. Not, uh, not, not the worst episode I've ever seen. Not at all. No, I think I think I'm on looking at it through this again. I I've really enjoyed it. I totally get there are some issues. Editors say editing's off. There's a lot of confusion in it, but it's an enjoyable ride. I really quite I liked and I think if you can get through that initial I think if you can get through that initial chunk of um what is Lazarus doing? Why is he want why is no one bothered he's wandering around doing stuff and he's like you get to the point where Kirk and Spock start figuring it out and things really then move from there and the concept really kicks in and i really enjoy it so it's definitely worth checking out i think and definitely worth sticking with to watch the whole episode i agree with you 100 percent excellent um i need to see i I knew that's why i should get you on the show (laughs) i always try to find um the positives i try to be very positive person and and so, yeah. So I appreciated you um, sending me a message like, "Hey, I'd like to have you on there." I was just tickled. Pink. Well, I, I, I thought actually, someone of your attitude was perfectly suited for the uh, the kind of show I was hoping to do with this. If we can uh, look for the good inside the stuff, even the stuff people say is not good. Uh, right. And there's good in everything. I don't think anyone ever makes sets to make a bad movie, bad TV show, bad music album sometimes just bad things happen and it you know didn't turn out the way they wanted but i don't think anyone sets out to do anything no somewhere in there they've got an idea they think really works they've got a concept they really want to do um and i think in there the the concept is solid the parallel world stuff is um is, is quite interesting and i think it's executed um very well at points but um you do get drawn into the mystery, but there's just yeah, you know, there's just sort of let down a little bit by that, that confusing chunk in the uh, in the first sort of third of it. So, but I think despite that, it's still a very enjoyable ride. Right, okay. Um, well, if, if that brings it up, then um, I want to thank you again, Johnny, for coming on and joining me for this. It's been a fantastic experience and really pleasure. Great pleasure to talk to you. Again, I appreciate it. And I'm glad the fact that I know this will be coming out later, but as of today recording, it is Star Trek Day. So it is. That was even better that I get to celebrate Star Trek Day talking with my friend Rick for the first time. It is. Yes. We've talked a lot on Twitter. This is our first like real time live voice talking. Uh, That's and yeah, make what a great day to do it. Exactly. Makes the 53rd anniversary of Star Trek even more special for me. <laughs> oh, excellent. Me too. So um, uh, where can people find you on the uh, on the web, Johnny, if they want to continue talking to you about Alternative Factor or if anything else? The big one is Twitter. I love Twitter. I'm at Zoidberg95 from the Futurama character and... Twitter's just the place where I'm at on social media more often than I should, but I've just found so many (laughs) great people like you, Rick, and I just never want to leave. I just love it so much. 
Oh, fantastic. I know what you mean. Um, I think particularly the Star Trek community we've got on Twitter is fantastic and it's, it's very easy to get just drawn into talking for ages sometimes. And I'll, there because, yeah. I love it. We talk about Star Trek, but we talk about other things, you know, other joys that we have in like entertainment stuff and then our real life. Um, I remember the first time I ever really talked to you, it was you posted a picture of you and your two sons. And it was just like one of the best pictures I'd ever seen. Like the looks on your face, y'all just loved each other. And I just remember being just falling in love with that picture of seeing, you know, a father and his sons just having a good time. Cause I work in social services and all I hear about is deadbeat dads. And that just put a whole new perspective in life, you know, about there are good dads out there. <laughs> I think it was at a time where I had like four or five in a row of, hearing the awful things about you know the fathers and so when you posted that picture it just really was a great great moment oh oh that's really good i'm really glad that's uh that's such a positive effect uh, oh that's great um uh, okay um well thank you very much everyone for listening and we will hopefully ha you'll come back and join us again for more star trek discussion thank you very much goodbye do you realize how incredible this is? It's tradition! You ever noticed her bum? What? Her bum! Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loadexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward 10 being the number and backward being the word backward we're also on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast you can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk on a personal individual level my twitter is at will turland rick everson's twitter is at trekfanrick and rick palmer's twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash lower decks radio uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through itunes stitcher google play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 backward crew let's make sure that history never forgets the name 10 backward Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? Ten backward. Ten backward.